Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle. Actually, the traffic was amazing for me this morning. I mean, what was it? I mean, you actually looked at the traffic, Benny. I, I mean, I didn't look at it till I was on 405. Well, you did a great thing, so you must have just <laughs> beat everybody I must to the have. punch. It was so. fabulous. Yeah. I mean, I even sat in my car and meditated in the parking lot, where wow. I typically don't get to do that. Hey. I typically... And I ran the stairs, which I had time to do as well, because the studio is on the fifth floor, so you can take the elevator or you can run the You must stairs. be in fantastic shape. You're not out of breath. Well, well no, I was. It's been a little... So you look amazing, <laughs> I mean, on top of that, so it's just the way it works. Thank you, yeah. So I always recommend if, if you go to work in a building where there's stairs... You know, at least once a week, twice a week, every day. And this is going up, mind you, not up. down, yeah. folks. They're like, yeah, I take the stairs every day. <laughs> I go down them. Like, no, no, no. This is the other up way. The stairs. Yeah, get up that the heart stairs. rate up. Yeah. Get your body moving. Mm-hmm. Get your energy up. Today, we're going to talk about the brain. Fabulous, fabulous organ. Mm-hmm. It is responsible for so many things. Your respiration's number one. Yeah. Function primarily because of your brain, which is phenomenal. Um, and most importantly, at least in my work, is the neurotransmitters. You know, you have 100 million of them in your brain. I mean, wow. Got to make sure they're snapping. Make them snap. Yeah, yeah, make sure they're snapping, which they are. So for, for some days like me, they don't snap as much. <laughs> they're- no, they're always snapping. It's just like, what are they snapping to? Oh, right. Okay. Now, are they snapping to happiness? Are they snapping to joy? Are they snapping to relaxation? Are they snapping to stress, anxiety, worry, doubt, fear, which is kind of the big human constant energy thought process that's going on. Right. And um, because the brain is so incredibly powerful, I mean, imagine it is actually responsible for your respirations. I mean, literally, that's why when when some people have a fracture, I think it's right around C3 um, and the cervical vertebrae, Mm They will stop. I mean, if it severs, of course, the spinal cord, they're going to stop breathing. That's an extreme injury, though. Yes. Right. But I'm just saying, you know, you you don't realize how vital and important the spinal cord is and the brain, which is they're both part of the same system. Mm -hmm. Um, The brain and the spinal cord are part of the the, one body of uh, of a system in your cerebral spinal system. It's beautiful. And so everything actually is going on because of what your brain's doing and how it's fluctuating with a hundred billion neurotransmitters. I mean, that's a lot of little guys talking and flashing at each other and having a wonderful time. Hopefully, well, well, I actually think the neurotransmitters are kind of like universal energy. They function no matter what you're feeding it. So you could be feeding it stress. They're still going to function. You could be feeding it relaxation and calm and hope and prosperity, and they're still going to function. They kind of don't care what you feed them. And that's why you have to be in charge. Mm -hmm. You have to really take responsibility for the way the thoughts emerge through those neurotransmitters. So what I find interesting about um, cerebral spinal fluid as well is the brain actually weighs approximately three pounds, but it's floating in spinal fluid, right? Just hanging out there. Sloshing around. Sloshing around. Well, hopefully not sloshing. I mean, it's not as much as you think it is, but it, it's, yeah, it's, it's suspended, moving. so to speak. It is. It's suspended in there. Is that amazing? It's great. And so because <laughs> of it, it becomes somewhat weightless, just like we yeah. we are when we float in water, right? So when it's in that weightless form, it weighs only two ounces. Hmm. Isn't that amazing? Didn't I mean, know that. Yeah. I, I find that just amazing. 
So um, men's brains are a little bit bigger than ours. Why, thank you. <laughs> Just wanted to make but, sure everyone knew that and it right. was clear. <laughs> Just to make sure we might have to bring that one back at the end of the show. Oh, really? Just, no, I'm kidding. Uh, well, and the interesting part is we only use a very small percentage of our brains. I mean, that's important to remember, even though we have yeah, that's true. these beautiful, gorgeous organs doing all kinds of very interesting things. Isn't it like four or seven it's percent? A, I think Some it's less than so 10 percent. Small. Yeah, yeah, it's so very small, small, which is ridiculous. We should be able to use more of it. So you have 10 percent more brain matter. So we want the guys to step Again, up. why thank you. I mean, I don't know why you keep saying it. Well, I mean, if you just want to keep putting it out if there. If you have more, could you use a little bit more of uh, that? Okay. hey All right. I knew I was coming. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just going to sit back down. <laughs> You're so funny. It's true, though. So, so the brain stem and this whole beautiful brain organization, mm-hmm. um, the, it relays messages throughout your whole body. So... Um, the pons, which are kind of in the back, really close to the beginning of the brainstem, it relays messages um, to areas throughout the brain and controls respiratory functions. Just that one area is controlling the respiratory function of your body, which is just fascinating to me. Um, the midbrain is involved in the processing of visual information, including visual reflexes, movement of the eyes, focusing of the lens, and dilation of the pupils. All that's going on in your brain. Not to mention a million other things that are going on in the brain. Um, like paying attention to what you're really, really feeling because those neurotransmitters are actually helping in the co-creation of your life. So if your life isn't the way you want it, the only person who's truly, really, really, really responsible for that is you. Because even if things are dire, horrible even, if you start to change the messages that your neurotransmitters are picking up on, you're going to have a completely different outcome. So the neurotransmitters are these like, huge energy sources. Your whole brain actually functions in a way independent of the rest of your energy in your body because of the neurotransmitters. Like It has its own 100 billion batteries um, really working hard. So these 100 billion batteries take information based on your thoughts, and then what we typically do is create an emotion after that thought. So a lot of our emotions are not authentic. They're actually... um, man-made <laughs> from the brain, from thoughts. So thoughts aren't really your feelings, but when you have a series of thoughts and you think them over and over and over again, which is what we commonly do, then you automatically create an emotion to support it because you're, you're thinking, well, I'm thinking this, so I must be feeling this way. And then the neurotransmitters create a vibration that goes through your whole entire body like a frequency. And that frequency goes out into your auric field, goes out into the universe. And then the universe actually responds to that re- frequency and returns energy into, in terms of life experiences based on that frequency. Hmm. So if you start to pay attention to what you're really, really thinking and start to control your thoughts so that you can be aligned to your real emotions, which we talk about a lot on the show, which don't come from man-made thoughts. <laughs> They're independent. They're there based on many, many beautiful things, actually. Um, then you're going to have a very different vibration in your body. Your cells will be in more of a harmonic vibration and more happier vibration. And that frequency will then go through your auric field, go out to the universe. And the universe has to respond in kind to your vibration. It's a, a quantum physics law, like attracts like. So your vibration is truly dependent on what's going on in those neurotransmitters. And, of course, your body is functioning based on those neurotransmitters, too. So your health and well-being, because your body is taking information from your brain, like the pons, is telling you even how to breathe. Um, So 
when all of that happens, you can actually even create um, incredible, lasting, beautiful, wonderful health. Awesome. I know. Isn't it beautiful? I yeah. wish I had more room and more time to devote to my brain so I could think of this stuff well, on my own. Well, you have 10% more, so, you know. Yeah, but you just put me in my place. I don't know if I keep, <laughs> want to keep bringing that up. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be as sharp now. I'm just going to be like, yeah, it's bigger, but there's nothing else in there. I mean, well, no, like, but you, can use ten, you can go ahead and use 10% That's of it. True. Yeah. Okay. Why don't we go ahead and go to the phone line? <laughs> sure, and you li- if you'd like to join us on Marie Manucherry's radio show, radio show, we'd love to have you. 877-825-8828 is the number. 877-825-8828. 8828 and we are discussing about the brain and all about the manifest manifestation uh, manifestation around it so uh, let's take amanda calling in from seattle amanda welcome to the show hello how are you we're great amanda what can i do for you um well uh i feel like i kind of know you already based on um my cousin sharon's relationship with you and how much you've influenced her in her life so initially i called to ask about my spirit guides but now you're talking about the brain Ah, is, <laughs> so so is kind of my issue. So, so is, just, is Sharon one of my mentoring students? She is. Okay, so now I know who we're talking about. Lovely. Um, so yeah, she's lovely. So I'm sure that you are as well. That's wonderful. So you wanted. What is your question then? Um. Well, we were talking yesterday about what my desire was, mm. and it was we discovered it was mental freedom. Mm. I have entirely too much anxiety and. I don't think my body handles stress, and I think it's because of my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. No, I but... think you're right. I do. I think you're right. So what are you going to do about it? Well, that's the million-dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes and no. I mean, yes, it, there, it is a million-dollar question, but it has been answered many, many millions of times. So we really do know what we need to do to de-stress ourselves. One Find ways to be present, meditate, take a bubble bath, relax, go on walks, do all the opposite things of sitting there pondering or over evaluating or, or over processing mental thoughts because that just creates more anxiety. And it's not just for you. It's for lots of people. In fact, a lot of people don't even know how anxious they are because they're not really recognizing what's going on behind the curtain um, and all that gray and beautiful white matter. So they, they really don't know. So how about a meditation? Have you thought about meditating regularly, like every day? I think that would help immensely. <laughs> I do have quite a bit of a hectic life, and I think that is brought on by myself. I work a lot, and uh, mm-hmm. and I, I walk a lot. Mm-hmm. So that is a huge form of relaxation mm-hmm. for me. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think I spend enough time being present in the mm-hmm. moment because I'm constantly rushing. And and when you walk, are you walking for relaxation in nature, or is it, is walking part of your work? Walking as part of exercise, and mm. it calms me down. Mm, like it, it grounds me and it centers me. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think I spend enough time thinking. I usually have my music on, so maybe I should take it out and start listening to to nature and my sure. body and my thoughts rather than sure. the messages being blasted into my head. Right. And, and when those messages come into your head, how do you respond to them? Because this is a big part of controlling the brain, which is very important. I mean, a lot in energy medicine is not about control, but when it comes to thoughts, it's very important to be aware of them, be conscientious of them, and correct them. Like reestablish a different type of relationship with your brain. Acknowledge the thoughts, even the anxious ones, but not so much that you just 
acknowledge them and own them and vibrate with them, but acknowledge them in terms of, okay, well, that's interesting, but I'm going to choose now to think this way. And and with the, those new thoughts, I'm going to then feel a different way than I was when I was very stressed out. Because when we're really stressed like that, we can't make excellent decisions that help us to thrive in life. We can't even recognize what brings us great joy, what could put, potentially bring us prosperity. We just can't even, we can't sense it. It's like we're blind to our natural gifts and our abilities because we're caught up in so much stress and anxiety. You hit the nail on the head, sweetheart. Right, because that's what you're wanting. You're, you're <laughs> wanting to find out your life purpose. That's what you want. Um, I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I feel you, like I'm a very happy person. Sorry, continue. I was going to say, when you mentioned the word desire in the very beginning of our conversation, I knew that that's what you were thinking of. So you said to me that you feel like you're very a very happy person. So what makes you happy or what in your life creates that happiness for you? Um, the people that I've surrounded myself with, um, the joy in the ability to love. I recognize my ability to love and be loved, mm-hmm. and I'm quite thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Um I think my perspective and things that I can change, things I cannot change and things that are out of my control. But um, I don't know. I feel very mellow and and grounded that when something pops up, um, my body kind of tenses up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would say that you're not grounded and I definitely would not call you mellow. I mean, I'm sure that you are perceived that way. But you have a very active brain, and I don't—I see you a little bit out of your body, actually, not in your body. And your root chakra is extended, which tells me that there's a significant amount of fear um, when the vortex is bigger than it's meant to be. And then there's a lot of energy above your head. So there's a part of you that's uh, like maybe 25% of your energy is outside of your body, maybe not all the time, but a significant amount of time. And I do think that there is a lot of fear. So, and when you were talking about, you know, what makes you happy or that, you know, that you believe you're a happy person, um, and and those were lovely things that you wrote, the people that surround you and you loving other people, but happiness is really an inside thing. It's really not about other people, believe it or not. I I think that's like an added lovely thing, but true happiness comes from a, a very personal, intimate relationship with oneself. And it really has uh, very little to do with other people. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Something. I've lot to think about, Marie. Yeah, may, or not. Maybe feel. You know. So try to focus on that lower abdominal area because that's where you connect to the second layer of the auric field is in the lower abdominal area. So try hanging out there and just feeling yourself throughout the day and see if if that um, begins to change some of your experiences in life and allows you to even identify those things that really do bring you great joy on a very personal level. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, that was wonderful. And I really appreciate you taking the time to to speak with me today. And I hope you have a gorgeous, gorgeous day. Thank you. You as well. Bye-bye. Yeah. Thanks, Amanda, for calling in. Hope it uh, leads uh, for some explanation for some other folks out there that are going through some similar situations, right? Yeah, sounds great. Cool. Well, let's take a quick break. If you are tuning in, you are listening to Marie Manucherry's radio show. We are discussing about the brain and all the manifestations around it. Give us a call at 877-825-8828. 877-825-8828. We'll be right back with more of your calls.
that's become predictable. Our realities are filled with distractions, hopelessness, and confusion. We've begun to lose touch of what we're truly capable of. It's time for us to regain our true potential. Join psychic medium and crystal child, Lindsay Paul, as she connects to the other side and brings back messages from beyond, along with her psychic and skeptic, Abraham DeWeese and Indigo child, Sarah Ellis. They'll help you soar to new heights by answering your questions. Don't miss Wisdom Within Radio, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Today might be the day I drop out of school. Today could be the last day I try. My parents alone can't stop me. My friends can't even stop me. But you might be able to. With United Way, you could tutor me, be my mentor, or volunteer to just read with me. If someone had helped me earlier, I might not be struggling. And studies prove that kids who read well by third grade are more likely to graduate. There are tons of ways people like you can help kids like me stay in school. And United Way is calling for you to be one of them. Because it takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. And the difference between me becoming one or the other could be you. Make me a success, not a statistic. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Manifesting dreams into reality is meant to be exciting and easy. When the tools you use stop working, a lack of self-worth is most likely holding you back. Marie's Affirm Your Worth cards are the perfect solution to increase self-appreciation while magnetizing your dreams into reality in a nurturing and fun way. Order the Affirm Your Worth cards online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671. Do you live on the East Coast? Have you been wondering when Marie will be headed your way? Well, you're in luck. Marie will be teaching a two and a half day workshop this spring at Omega in beautiful Rhinebeck, New York. Join Marie May 30th through June 1st and learn how to heal your body intuitively. We all have the capacity to receive, interpret, and successfully use our senses to heal our bodies. In this workshop, you'll learn the skills needed to harness these abilities and to achieve better health. Register online at eomega.org or visit Marie's website at energyintuitive.com for more details. 1150kknw.com, your connection to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Green Man You Cherry Show. We're live here on a lovely Thursday morning with great traffic. Well, I guess it was when I flew through. But uh, we hope wherever you oh, are. Oh, you flew through now. <laughs> so you just hopped on your little private yes, jet. Yes. Well, you know. Jumped on over 405, <laughs> did your little thing, landed on top of the building because you picked up the exactly. helicopter at one point. Right. There you go. I just love jumped it. Jumped right on in. Lucky. <laughs> so we're talking about the brain today. Yep. And although it has many, many beautiful anatomical structures and it has many incredible functions for your entire anatomy and physiology. One of its core components when we look at spirituality and human behavior is to learn to control your thoughts. It's very important. Many of us who live in North America, we're really lucky. We have homes, we have food, we have you know, medical, actually even better medicine now that we have Obamacare. We have a lot of lovely, lovely things. We're very fortunate. Yet, I think we're probably stressed out 
than many people living in countries that have much less, you know, that, that we put so much importance on. And um, I, I think that we need to fix that. I think we need to find a way to really thrive here. Because if we can thrive in our nation as individuals and as a community, we can actually help the rest of the world to thrive, too. We can actually take care of more problems if we can be very creative and natural and sincere in our own bodies and in the way that we relate to the world and the way that we allow ourselves to manifest our life, then I think we can really, in, in masterful ways, um, find harmony throughout the planet. So I think we owe it to ourselves first and foremost, and then we owe it to this beautiful planet that we live on to um, you know, live our destinies and to really be in authentic joy. Very true. It always amazes me on how much we have, and yet we're not enough thankful for all of it. Yeah. And then you look at other neighboring countries and why. Right. Wow, they don't have this and we have all that, but yet we're so stressed out. You're right. So with, stressed. And all of our electronics that we have that are keeping us up on top of all that. Even right. at the breaks, we're both on our other devices trying to work out other details uh, in our lives. I mean, right. we just can't stop. But then we have to t- remind ourselves to take that moment to step away. Mm-hmm. Go walk in the mountains, you know, go take some right. time off, you know, go somewhere, be a. Uh, in a secluded, you know, realm or motorcycle ride or whatever, you know, right. whatever you know hits your fancy. I think you have to remind your brain even to do that. You absolutely Slow do. Down. I, I think that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Is can you help your brain to be present, conscious, and to esta- yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. to establish an awareness in your present moment? I woke up kind of early this morning. In fact, I guess both of us did. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna get into mine how I did, but I have twins. <laughs> no, yours explain. is cute. Uh, I liked right. it. Okay, so real fast, a super quick story. So my boys are just over three. They're running around the house. Apparently, one of, one of them got a hold of my alarm clock, and there's two <laughs> settings. So apparently, he decided to set it on the second one. This is the older of the two sons, Ethan. He Flipped it over to number two, which I normally don't set, and it's set at midnight. <laughs> and of course, I go to bed like at ten, yeah, late late night already. For and you, it gets up at yeah. mid- and I'm like, wow, I got to get up already. I'm like, midnight. Who? What the? <sighs> so of course I get hit, and of course I wake the girlfriend up, and all this other stuff, and I have to set it, and then flip it back over, like be conscious in my brain right. to flip it over to the other one because right. I've got another three hours of trying to get back to sleep. <laughs> so it is kind of a cute story, and you can't be mad at. No, Adam so that, cute. So. I know. Using his great dexterity of his fingers. Yeah, which I'm going to have to How watch lovely. a little closer. <laughs> you might have to put that clock up higher someplace. That is a good of, start right there. Out of toddler range. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, so I didn't get a lot of sleep. Actually, I woke up pretty early this morning as as well. I noticed mm-hmm. a lot of people were on Facebook at 4 o'clock in the morning, as <laughs> Marie, was I. what are you doing? Uh, I know. What are we doing? We're all awake. But I allowed myself to enjoy it instead of go. like... Oh my gosh, I only got three more hours of sleep right. and yada, 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 yada. I just, I, it was so beautiful. And then my cats were coming from probably trying to kill some mice out in, you know, in the. <laughs> Bringing you home little Yeah, gifts. I was like, okay, nobody bring home any presents. But I just had a really <laughs> enjoyable morning, Look, you know, Mom. just. Look yeah, what we brought. <laughs> they do do that. Sometimes Happy they leave birthday. it right outside of my bedroom, and <laughs> right. I wear contacts, so oh, right. I don't got glasses on. Um, it could be a scary morning. <laughs> However, <laughs> it wasn't like that this morning. It was just good, so beautiful, peaceful. I'm sure, so beautiful. Yes. Why don't we go ahead and go to the phone line? Sure. If you are just tuning into Marie Manucherry's radio show, we'd love to have you and your call. We are discussing about the brain and manifestation. Eight seven seven eight two five eight eight two eight. We'll travel up northward. We have Grace calling in from Montreal. Y'all. And it looks like she has a little bit of blockage in success. Uh, oh. About it looks like after a dental accident. But let's have her get in a little more detail. So, uh, Grace, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello, Marie. Hello. I love Toronto. It's, oh, Montreal. I haven't been to Montreal, but I have been to Toronto. It's gorgeous in that part of the country. Thank you. Yes, yeah, stunning. What can I do for you today? 
I'm calling because um, I've been trying to understand what's been going on in my life um, uh-huh. for about 20 years now. Uh, events have been happening one after the other that are just horrific. Um, it oh, I'm started, so sorry. Uh, it's okay. It, it started with um, my life was going really well. I was very happy in it. And uh, I went for a root canal procedure, and they damaged the principal nerve in my mouth. And I was left with acute neuralgia for five years. Mm-hmm. And then as I was getting um, through that, my mom died. Mm-hmm. And then a year later, my dad died. And mm-hmm. then uh, it just just really external events that I I really had nothing, no control over. And then... Right. I wasn't able to go back to my profession because of language laws here, and I have not been able to get my life back into control. And um, even though I, I have really tried so many different things, and I'm, I'm wondering what's going on. I'm sure. wondering why I'm blocked. It's a great but, question. It really is a great question. So <clears throat> I'm very sorry about your parents passing, by the way. How old were they when they passed? Well, it was very strange because my mother died on December 4th. Uh-huh. Oh, no, sorry, January 4th. She was 75. And a year later, my father died on, no, he was operated on January 4th uh-huh. and died two weeks later in the same room she died in. Uh-huh. So How old was died, he? They were seven, both 75 right. years old. Because so, here's the first thing that I heard. And um, I'm going to say some things, and I hope that, that they come across compassionately. But even though 75 looks really young to me these days, I'm 53 years old now, so of 75 looks young. really young. It's really, really young. But not really. So, so, here's what I, so here's what's happened. Something happened in your life, probably one of your parents, and this is the part that, you know, sometimes when I, I speak, I speak very directly. So I just want to, okay. okay, great. So something happened, probably one of your parents had what I would call a, kind of like a victim consciousness theme going on in their own thinking. And children, we model our energy after our parents or the parent that we spend the most time with or the nanny or whomever it is that we spend a tremendous amount of time with. So um, what happened is that you developed also a victim consciousness in your neurotransmitters. So your neurotransmitters are firing all the time um, thoughts and perspectives and things that are happening from a place of being victimized rather than being able to have maybe a more open consciousness about it and an awareness where you can look at things and put them in a perspective where you don't feel victimized. Even though your parents died at, yeah, I think 75 is young. It's not really, really young. But I I felt the way, in my belief system, I felt that their lives were completed. I, I didn't have an issue with their dying. Right. But that's not what you said in the beginning. So this is what happens when people are in this place, and I, I understand it very well, actually. When people are in this place, then they t- when we bring up information for them, then they turn the page slightly a little bit again so that they don't seem like they felt victimized by it. But in, mm-hmm. in, in truth, they do feel victimized by it. Like you, you had the thing that happened with your mouth, which is, you know, very hard and very challenging, just like losing your parents. It doesn't matter how old our parents are. When they pass away, it is challenging and it's difficult and it's not fun. However... Mm-hmm. The only way we leave the earth plane is through death. Unless we're really evolved, then we can walk out of our bodies with our energy, but then the body will be lying down and it will look dead. (laughs) So the only way we leave here is through death. And we only leave when it's our time to leave. And your parents were fortunate enough to live 75 years, which is a really wonderful period of time. Many people 
die much sooner than that. Absolutely. Right. So you had them for a long period of time. They lived a long period of time. And and then, of course, um, did the medical thing happen before your parents passed away? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just starting to get better when mm-hmm. this happened. Yeah. Right. So I lost my family pretty close afterwards. Yeah. Right. So here we're going back to that whole space again, that energy. So that Energy in the thought patterns and the neurotransmitters, when we've created a pattern, it becomes very powerful and it's hard for us to get out of it. And so what's happening is that you keep going back to feeling victimized. And so when your neurotransmitters are vibrating in a victimization or loss or um, I'm sure there's many other words I can't think of right now, Mm -hmm. tragedies, you know, just horrible things that you can't overcome, that is sending a vibration throughout your whole energy system in your body into your auric field, out to the universe, and then the universe is responding in kind to that vibration. And that's why things aren't changing, because you have to change the stories in your mind. You have to speak about it differently. You have to feel it differently mm-hmm. in order to have your neurotransmitters to vibrate in a different capacity so that that can then move through your entire body again out to your org field and have a different result out into the universe. Because wherever your frequency is, the s- circumstances that are available to you are going to be matched based on that frequency. Once you change your frequency through your neurotransmitters, then you're going to be at a completely different potentiality of completely different experiences. And these things can change in an instant. Anything can change in an instant, but it, ha- it depends on vibrating your energy. So okay. here's your homework assignment, if, if, um, if it sounds like fun. When you feel yourself going down the rabbit hole, and, you, and I think you know what I'm talking about, of despair, mm-hmm. I want you to catch yourself. As soon as you start to feel that feeling, because it's going to be familiar. It's gonna, and, it's, and when things are familiar, they feel comfortable. It's kind of like a really old T-shirt or like I have a really um, lovely sweatshirt that I've worn for a very long time. It doesn't really even look that good anymore. But it's so comfortable and soft. It's my go-to. And I think it looks good because I, it feels so good. I mm-hmm. think it looks good, but it really doesn't. So that's what it's like when we're in patterns. They're so familiar that we slip right into them. They feel like warm, fuzzy slippers. And, and we actually have this weird perception that we're even being nourished. But in reality, we're not. And, oh, and no, no. I don't feel nourished by this at all. I'm, I'm anxious and frightened now. Okay. So, um, we, so we, but, but it's going to feel comfortable. And so we, you want to go towards things that are uncomfortable so that you can start to change your neurotransmitters. Okay. Like, I loved what you said, like you felt that your parents' death was complete, you know, like there was something about I did. it. I actually yeah. prepared my father for his death. I think that's beautiful. So, yeah, and I, I work with energy as well. So right. um, I have a, I believe in, in these things. So right. for me, it was more just the, the shock that, that it came so soon after the dental accident. To, right. Uh, but all of that is still in that same place of feeling victimized. There's a difference between saying, you know, I had a wonderful time with my parents while they were here on the planet. I had the privilege and the honor of helping my father to pass and preparing him mm-hmm. versus I've lost my whole family. Those are mm-hmm. two very different vibrational patterns. And you want to make sure that you're vibrating in the one you really want to vibrate in to change your life more than the one that you don't want to vibrate in. Okay. Okay? Yeah. All right. Thank you. Have a gorgeous day in Montreal. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow, that's beautiful. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, that's true, though. <laughs> very, very true. Your brain went extra for that one. Oh, I, I love and the brain. And from the heart. Oh, 
Oh, oh, and from the heart. Yeah, I love the brain. That's my brain finally catching up. Another 10% 10 finally logging in. You know, one of the things that when I was an oncology nurse that we had to, like, be mindful of or be conscious of, I guess, when it comes to anatomy is is the blood-brain barrier. Mm -hmm. Um, Because not all things will cross the blood-brain barrier. It kind of really lets me know how stubborn the brain is. It's really, really stubborn. And, And I think when we get caught up in something, it locks down. And so even in medicine, it's very difficult for medications to even cross a blood-brain barrier. That's why sometimes it's difficult to treat, to treat medical illnesses mm-hmm. that are in, in our brain. Or um, unlocks areas that you don't want or didn't know existed, right? Absolutely. Because I know when I had my knee surgery, there was some pain medication I was on. And I remember some dreams that were so vivid that I don't <laughs> even recall, like, why wow. would I ever think that? And I'm like, that's amazing. But it wouldn't have been without that. So, wow. Totally different topic for no, another day, abs- but you're it's true. Correct. I mean, no, it, I think it's all a part of it. I think that's all a part of it. Mm-hmm. So just remembering that some sub- substances can't cross through the blood-brain barrier at all, and I think that's why sometimes we have a hard time. You know, we get locked in to right. these ideas and these thoughts, and certainly one thing could be perceived one way, or something could perceived another. Like it, for an example. Um, you know, now that my kids all live in their own homes, they don't live with me anymore. And I could be in, oh, my kids are all gone and they don't live with me anymore. And it's so I could have that energy and let my neurotransmitters communicate all kinds of information, which is going to send a frequency throughout my body, then into my org field, then out to the universe and create loneliness, right? Mm-hmm. And sadness that maybe the kids don't even want to visit very much. <laughs> yeah, we're not coming over today. Yeah, maybe. right. Yeah, no, forget it. Yeah. Or I could be very excited about my children's future, the partners they have in their life. Acceptance. Exactly. And mm-hmm. and in, and the joy of how what they're creating and spend more time with them and with their partners and their own new lifestyles and welcoming in their future uh, children, my future grandchildren, and get all excited about that and kind of create my life towards that direction, which is going to create a very different transmission in the neurotransmitters, a completely different frequency throughout my whole body. Again, a beautiful um, residence throughout my auric field into the universe. And then it's going to, my kids are going to want to hang out with me, which is exactly what happens. Be on the same uh, playing field. There you go. Oh, so beautiful. You're nailing it today. You're <laughs> but, using all of your oh, you're brain so sweet. just wholeheartedly. This is great. Uh, one other thing. Uh, let's give out the number 877-825-8828. If you'd like to join uh, Marie and myself on Marie Manucherry's radio show, we are discussing about the brain and manifestation. Uh, one more call before the break? Sure. All right, let's do it. Let's feel frisky today. Mary is calling in from Bothell. Mary, welcome to the show. What's up? Thank you very much. Uh, speaking about the brain, I was working with energy, and I I did something. I can I can't see it yet, but I can feel it. And whenever I'm around a cell phone, or if I turn the phone on to have the internet, I can I feel energy in my brain. I think I've messed up <laughs> the protective barrier, the seventh <laughs> chakra, because I. I feel it in my head, and then I can also feel it in my arms and hands. So I'm wondering two things. One, how can I strengthen the mm-hmm. seventh chakra or the my great question auric field? And is there a device that can help me while I'm learning <laughs> how to keep a good barrier? Right. Well, one is to not be f- fearful. I think that's important because as soon as we get into fear mode, those neurotransmitters start to then you know, emanate fear throughout the whole body, your spinal cord, the fluid, (laughs) then your cells. And then we're worried. And when we're in fear, 
then we also feel that we're at risk for injury or health issues and things of that nature. I wish more people could feel what you felt. We probably would have less cell phone towers on the planet. Um, and in fact, uh, um, in my new home that I'll be in in a few weeks, there's no cell phone towers around it yet. <laughs> I'm hoping they don't put up too many is what I'm hoping for. Um, so first of all, maybe just be, oh, wow, this is really cool. I'm recognizing how electromagnetic fields actually are having an effect on me and it doesn't feel comfortable and I probably need some space. So making sure that when you go to bed at night, you don't have any electronics in your room. Like keep your laptop downstairs, your cell phone. Yeah, okay. You know, um, Maybe get a battery-operated clock, you know, just kind of... Yeah, ke- I, I don't even have a clock anymore. I'll have to Perfect. get rid of my husband's, but I've tried to be... <laughs> good, yeah. good, wonderful. Or old school, the internal clock, right? I know, I there love you. the internal mm-hmm. clock. That's my favorite, actually. Um, you do have some sparks coming off of the seventh layer of, um, or I should say the seventh chakra. Your seventh chakra is gorgeous. It's huge. It's beautiful. I think the sparks are because there's something that you're needing to learn about your connection to spirit or source, God whatever word you want to use. And that that's what you want to learn is that you are part of this incredible source energy deserving of (laughs) humongous amounts of light and particles from the cosmos. Because receiving is kind of not your favorite thing from what I can see. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you're you're nailing it here. (laughs) Okay. And the seventh chakra is all about our connection to source energy. And you have a really big vortex, gorgeous. So I know you have great spiritual beliefs. But if from what I, how I would describe it is that you're not allowing the universe to love you and appreciate you and, and you know, just adore you. And that's one of the main jobs of that seventh vortex is to allow that energy of the universe into our bodies. And the universe just loves everything. How, how do I allow? How do I... <laughs> good question. That's a really good question. Um, there's an exercise that I like uh, where you think about something that you really, really love, um, okay. like, like nature maybe, and how much you just respect it and think it's amazing. And then visualizing beautiful warm light coming in through the top of your head and then transferring that feeling about something outside of you towards yourself and as if creation's loving you in the way that you were just adoring and appreciating nature. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> but I wouldn't worry. So, so I don't need to get something. I vaguely remember. I think in your book talking about a Q link or something you can wear to help your feel. Really? No, I don't think I put anything in there like that. Okay. Yeah, but because uh, I'm I'm kind of one of those people that doesn't you know believe that we should be afraid of things. Okay, so, so. just not be afraid because I do. I am afraid when I, I feel know. it coming in and I. I so I try not to use a cell phone. When I'm at home, I turn the modem off because I feel it coming right in. So Maybe relax. Maybe you're feeling a whole bunch of other energy, too. And, and remember, receiving isn't your favorite thing. And here you are, you know, potentially receiving a lot of energy, and it feels uncomfortable. Okay. So maybe have a conversation with yourself, like, maybe this is okay. Maybe I need to be okay with receiving. Okay. It, <laughs> it gives me arthritis. It makes my veins pop out in my hand. So that's, I am fearful. Right. But okay. de- but does it really? I don't know. I mean, I think it's fine to turn stuff off and unplug from electronics, but is it really doing what you think it's doing? I don't know. Or is the fear doing it? Oh. Yeah. Powerful. This is how powerful the brain is on those hundred million neurotransmitters. Okay. All right? 
All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Delighted to talk with you. Oh, me as well. Thank you. Have a Thanks, great day. Thanks, Mary, very much. And if you'd like to join us, we still have a little bit of time left in the show. 877-825-8828 is the number on Marie Manucherry's show. We'll be right back with more. Marie is thrilled to announce she will be back teaching at both Hollyhock locations in 2014. She will be at the beautiful Cortez Island in British Columbia, June 29th through July 4th. Come join her for this five-day workshop at a breathtaking venue to learn about energy, perception, and healing while basking in the beauty of Cortez. October 24th through the 26th, Marie will be at the Hollyhocks Vancouver, BC location for a two and a half day workshop on discovering and dissolving blockages to health. Learn to discover how you can unravel old patterns and return to your authentic nature. Register online at hollyhock.ca. Hi, my name's Travis, and I'm your host of the Create the Life You Want show, airing Saturdays at 1 p.m. Pacific on Alternative Talk 1150. Each week, we will explore our collective experiences and dive deep into all aspects of our being. Every show will provide topics, insight, guidance, and techniques designed to empower your life. I'll be taking calls, answering questions, and using my psychic insight to provide you with opportunities to access your own unique abilities to create abundance in your life right now. It's all about you on the Create the Life You Want show. Join me Saturdays at 1 on Alternative Talk 1150. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to do so. You could become Marie's friend on Facebook or even follow her on Twitter. Check out Marie's website. There's tons of new features like Chakra of the Month, a live Twitter feed, and three PDFs with extensive exercises for your chakras. You can also sign up for Marie's free quarterly newsletter and also get your questions answered in her Dear Marie column. Simply email Marie your question and she will answer it in an upcoming edition. Marie also will be speaking and signing books throughout the U.S. in 2014. Find out if she'll be in your area on her events page at energyintuitive.com. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomes celebrated medium John Holland. He'll be using his new psychic tarot for the Heart Oracle Deck to guide us in all matters of the heart and our relationships. And on Saturday, Barry Livingston talks about his role on anger management with Charlie Sheen and growing up as Ernie Douglas on My Three Sons. Then newcomer Cinnamon Mancini shines as the newest star in our constellation of intuitives. That's Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Remember, you're listening to Alternative Talk 1150. That was a great song, too. I love the music you're playing today. Thank you. Betty. You always pick great music. 
Lovely. Got to stay connected. <laughs> yeah. You know, the brain's got to hit all them synapses and uh, all the other electronics in there, <laughs> which mine aren't firing all the time. No, you're Especially right great. now from time to time. <laughs> They're doing great. I'm around all these electronics, these screens and buttons and... Lovely. Got to know it all. Lovely. So who do we have on the phone lines? Sure. And if you'd like to join us, we have uh, just come back from the break. Marie Manucherry's radio show, 877-825-8828 is the number. And we'll take Linda calling in, excuse me, Linda calling in from Edmonds. I'll get it out. Edmonds is so pretty. So gorgeous. Lovely town. Hi, Linda. What can I do for you? Um, hi, Marie. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. Um, I have um, had a um, a long journey with some health issues um, and some, you know, different things coming into my life that haven't actually um, worked out the way I, I wish they would have. Right. Um, I've lost my parents um, the last couple of years, and it kind of plays into the other callers um, this hour. Sure. Um, and um, like, the, like the previous callers, um, you know, I, I kind of think I had a little bit of the victimizing uh, situations going on and sure. trying to move forward, having a lot of um, emotional pain, I guess, chronic pain, um, carrying a lot of the um, uh, responsibility and things that I think in, inflicts a lot of that onto your um, your body and trying to learn how to kind of release that and let that go. And then I'm also having the situation where I'm um, having a lot of light flashes um, on the left side of my eye. Hmm. And um, it, it's been there for, like, the last five years. It just kind of comes and goes at different mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And no, the doctors never really know what it is. They never mm-hmm. kind of look at me and shake their head, and I've got MRIs and different things. And, <laughs> and I, I don't really really know what exactly what it is. And um, I do. Not, I do. You do. You do. Okay. <laughs> well, first like of all, a, I'm really happy you went to the doctor. I think it's a good thing to do. You know, it, we know your retina is okay, and this beautiful con... Cones and rods in the back of your eye are beautifully healthy. So that's great. You know, I love it when people go to the doctor and the doctors don't know what's going on because we know it's not physical, it's energetic. Did you know that you're really, 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 really intuitive? I think so. Almost to a kind of a where people just don't want to hear what I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as you change your synapses in your brain with those hundred billion neurotransmitters, then people who would love to be around you will love to hear what you have to say. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I you're, do. You're very, yeah, you're very, very intuitive. I think those flashes of light are coming from your third eyes because even though you know you're intuitive, you kind of ignore it, at least for your personal life. And I just don't think you can afford to do that any longer. It's this great source that you have, and you kind of keep pushing it off to the side, trying to like resolve things through the intellect, perhaps, or through normal processes of the human reality. But when you're intuitive as intuitive as you are, it's just going to be a waste of your energy. It's like riding a bike without pedals or something, or, you know, it's like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like a stationary yeah. bike. You're not getting anywhere. <laughs> exactly. I've been yeah. doing that a long time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, you well. really, it, it, actually, here's the picture I'm seeing on my head. I was on a date once. This was a while ago. And, uh, and this man who, um, I was having a date with, he was like, so you use your intuition when you're dating? And I said, no. And he goes, why? And I said, well, because I think it's kind of invasive. And, you know, the other person isn't using their intuition, perhaps. And he goes, well, I think you're making a big mistake. I think you should be using your intuition because it's a part of who you are. And it's going to be how you're going to help yourself to identify the perfect mate for you. He was completely right. He was right Mm -hmm. on. So um, I saw that picture. That's how I know you're not using your intuition, and I'm not saying it's dating-related, but that's, right. that's another way how intuition works. It will show us something in our own personal life that's relating 
to the person that we're talking to. That's just kind of how the psychic world works. So when I look at your third eye, I already draw out your energy as I do everyone when I do a reading on them on the air or when I do Skype. And your third eye is lovely. The front frontal lobe of the sixth chakra is about three and a half feet long. That's really long. It's unusually long, actually. It has beautiful structure. It's very dark purple. Lots of activity. Um, and you know it, but you're not using it. So mm-hmm. I think you know what you need to do now to change your life is start using it. Then you can hear your parents talking to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? All those right. things that will make you really happy and make you feel really great will will surround you in your life so that you can have that wonderful, incredible happiness that you're looking for. It's right in well, front of I, you. I, I think I had that before. Mm. I don't understand oh, where sure. it went. You well, know, I think it was earlier in my life and then somehow I lost that and I don't know where it went. That makes sense. Know? I mean, that totally, you mean the happiness or the intuition or both? Yeah, like both. Like I think mm. it was like when I was younger and sure. then like when I was a child or something and then it's just like it kind of drifted away as I conformed to... I don't know. It's very common. It's very common. It is exactly what happens a lot. Yeah. So I lost my wheels to my bicycle. (laughs) (laughs) You you got comfortable with a stationary bike, but for you, it's not going to be any fun. You love a life full of magic and and you're not going to be able to fully enjoy a life with magic unless you turn your insight on and let yourself, and I shouldn't say turn it on, it is on, but turn it on for you. And, Mm -hmm. And then when you share it with other people, that will be phenomenal and amazing, but turn it on for you first. Right. Okay. Okay. Great. So, <laughs> all right. Well, Marie, thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great day. And gorgeous. I look forward to learning more from you. Thank oh, you. I would love that. Thank you. Have a great day. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Linda. I, so I'm going to be um, I'm going to be leaving the state for a little while when oh! I head to New York. Yay! Wait, Yay! New York. Okay. All right. I'll be at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, mm-hmm. New York, May 30th through June 1st, teaching a, a workshop on healing your body intuitively. So you um, definitely want to go to eomega.org um, sign up for the workshop you can go to my website too energyintuitive.com click on the link you can also call their 1-800 number one 877 then between June 29th and July 4th I will be in Hollyhock Cortez Island um, teaching um, a workshop f- during those days on energy perception and healing so we're going to talk a lot about the fields um, it's an important concept for um, energy medicine and healing. You can go to www.hollyhawk.ca because that's in Canada. Super fun. And um, then I will be here in Seattle July 25th and the 26th teaching um, a workshop on Saturday, Connecting to the Infinite Intelligence Within, a lot about what we're talking about today. And the night before, I will be giving a free talk on letting, well, maybe it's not free. Sorry about that. 7.30 to 9, <laughs> letting your body tell you what it needs to heal. Um, and that's at East West Bookshop, eastwestbookshop.com. Um, and that's um, what we've got going on. It's worth it is what you're saying. <laughs> it is actually worth right, it. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. So do we have time for that last call? Yeah, let's really quickly. We'll okay. take Julie calling in from Seattle. Julie, welcome to Marie's show. What's up? Uh, hello. Hello. Nice to talk to you guys. Yes. Lovely to speak with you. What can I do for you? Yeah. Um, I was recently diagnosed with diabetes type 1 and it's kind of rocked my world. I'm this so sorry. Oh, I know. It's just it's crazy. Um, I, th- I think you wrote into me in Facebook, did you? <laughs> I did. Yeah. I did. I'm just very slow to answer my emails. It's, I get a lot of them, and it, I have to wait till I have like a day off. <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize. I just can't always get to those. I'm so sorry, Julie. That's got to be, you know, earth-shaking, right? It, completely. And oh. maybe enough of this. I mean, I just, I've always had anxiety, and I always can't necessarily 
today, I was kind of wondering about the connection between fear and anxiety and right. how it plays into the diabetes and how right. I possibly could change my thought patterns and right. help that out. Right. Well, um, yeah, and, you know, and, and now, so how are you doing with those finger sticks? Is it okay? Do you like it? I mean, what's going on? I'm just, you know. Yeah, um, it's just, it's really been an, uh, an it's, adjustment. It's you know? a huge uh-huh. learning curve. You know, it's a gigantic learning curve to manage and watch your blood sugar and know what's going to make your blood sugar high or low for you because we're all all biologically unique. I think a lot of people who get diabetes, particularly type 1, um, and, and I know a lot of people who do actually, who have diabetes, type 1, mm-hmm. um, is because their soul is wanting them to pay more attention to themselves. To, okay. to really, you know, take good care of themselves, to be very interested and curious with their own being. Because you have to spend a lot more time with yourself now. You have to be, like, really focused on you. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> it's like you can't really spend a lot of time being focused on other people. You have to turn the focus inward. Okay. Right? Yeah. I mean, and that's what it's definitely been about lately. You know, it's um, adding another hour to my morning routine just to get out the door kind of a thing to take care of myself. To take care of you. Right. Um, one of my mentoring students who's um, has had um, this, who has this experience as well with you, she said that it, it, she believed, and I don't know if this is true for you, but she believed that she, she wasn't her own focus, that everyone else was her focus, and that she says it's changed her life for the better, that things about herself that she never imagined have come to light and have unearthed um, that ha- bring her tremendous joy since she was diagnosed. And she was diagnosed as an adult as well with type 1. Um, so I'm hoping, well, actually, I, I do know that is what's going to happen for you. And that's what I feel, but at the same time, mm-hmm. this overwhelming anxiety, anxiety often just steps in through my brain and just right. rocks well, my world even more and makes me go, you know, well, what's going to happen? And well, I don't because, know, and I'm not in control. <laughs> Which is really great because people who um, typically are diabetic, type 1 or 2, they like to be in control. And so, so now it's very hard because you're not. It's clear that you're not in control, that you have to, you know, follow these rules in order to take really good care of yourself. So, so the deal is, is... Typically, when people are diagnosed, something happened in their life and it wasn't fun. You know, they ended up in the ER. It was really scary. And so then that fear is lingering now that you're also now aware of your blood sugars and you can see how they go up and down and little things can affect them. And so just know that the the big scare is over with. You know what you need to do to take care of yourself. And I'm sure you've, you know, you've got glucose if you need it. You've got insulin if you need it. So you've got your emergency equipment available for you now. You know what I mean? Right. So just keep reminding yourself that because I think your body's remembering the initial diagnosis, which wasn't that long ago and is usually a very scary experience. Yeah, it definitely was traumatic. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I really am. So just remind your body. We got the insulin. We got the glucose. We're good to go. We're safe. We got it all on emergency and everyone knows what I need to. Okay. Yep. Okay. Keep that brain functioning. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. Thank you, Benny, for the music. Have a beautiful day wherever you are. Joyful blessings.